Hello, everyone. Oh my God, what is happening? So, good evening. Welcome to another week of hoping that there's some semblance of like a house behind me on these, but sadly there's not. So you get another week of the construction zone, but I think it just adds to the charm, honestly, at this point. Um, so I am so excited to do this series of um, Zooms over the next few weeks. Um, I decided that I wanted to have just like a concrete chapter in the classroom of videos dedicated just to the, the basic baby steps, what the, the core ones are, um, why, you know, any kind of um, hesitations about them, anything like that. I wanna have one video just for people to go to, and then they can branch off into the other chapters that kind of explain that out more thoroughly. But um, I also think it might be good for everybody, everyone to kind of know what the baby steps all are in a way. You know, it's not necessarily a secret, right? Like we don't tell you every baby step that you will get because we don't know them yet. You know, we got to see how you react to things. You got to see kind of like when we make this change, how does your diet reflect it? How does your sleep pattern reflect it? Stuff like that. But there's no, it's not like a secret as to what we would ever, you know, recommend to someone. So tell me what you guys think in the chat, even if this is not your baby step, um, is this exciting, you think, to kind of just see a different side of it and kind of to understand how we go about suggesting things in CCA. I'm just letting you guys know, I cannot sip any beverage without dribbling a little. So it's gonna happen, I'm gonna be awkward, but my house is freezing. So coffee it is, decaf, of course. Yes, it's like a fresher, a refresher, and sometimes I forget. Yeah, um, one of the good things too is, I don't even have my planner nearby. It's in my office, which is actually becoming a real office. Um, but the baby steps, the reason that that's at the top of the page every single day is just because, again, I, I write them out for myself. You know, it's just because if something is to become a lifestyle, sometimes it we forget about it. It's not at the forefront of our minds anymore. So I think it's good that we kind of go back through all of these and just, you know, you get to see my my Michelle way of explaining things, okay? So, and then after we go through this today, the lesson is eating over 1200 calories, not all relying on carbs, but more so protein and fats. So we're gonna dive into that baby step today. Um, then we're gonna hear from Mo. At, after that, we're gonna do our client spotlight. Um, I'm really excited to bring Mo up here, bring her up here, <laughs> but pin her to the front so we can hear from her. Um, about this because she's not your typical client. And I think it's important to kind of hear from a bunch of different people who experience varying points of, of invisible illness, self-confidence issues. Um, so I'm really, I'm, you guys are gonna like our, our talk later. I can already feel it. So, okay. First of all, what are your hesitations? Now, whether you guys have been doing this for a while with me, you can give some insight here, whether you're new and you were just given this as a baby step, or other, whatever. What do? What are your thoughts and feelings initially when you hear eating over 1,200 calories is a baby step? What do you guys think about that as a baby step? Honestly. I don't know. When you guys get cold, does anyone else's nose just hurt? I might dip to the side and like blow my nose because my nose is killing me. I'm so cold. 
so at first I was like, how am I going to accomplish this? Yeah. What else? What else get, makes you guys feel nervous or kind of, I don't know, hesitant about that? Or if you've overcome that, like, like Jenna here is saying, how did you feel at first? Because I'll tell you what, when I, I didn't know to make this a baby step. Like if I think back to how I created these steps and I think of a lot of it's built on things I learned throughout my process of doing this. Um, I didn't realize that was even a baby step until I stepped back and realized what was so different. Because if you remember, I wasn't trying to focus on what was going to help me lose the most weight. My big transformation and what led to my weight loss was the fact that I was, I, I didn't, you know, I always said the less I gave a shit about the weight loss, the more it happened, <laughs> you know? So for me, after the fact, realizing that it was a big deal that I was finally eating calories every day, 1200 is just the minimum that I tell people because that's literally what toddlers need. You know, it's not like you shouldn't be at 1200. That's still low. It should be higher, but at the bare minimum, and we'll get into why. 1200 is something to shoot for it is necessary. Um, so the idea of looking back and realizing like, oh, I ate more calories was kind of mind blowing because it was always, I mean, it was forbidden, right? Like I always thought I was overeating. If I ate as much as my family were eating at dinner, I was overeating somehow. You know, um, I'm type one diabetic for any of my diabetics in here you know, feeling like my blood sugar is shooting up high after having a meal, even though I thought that I took enough insulin or whatever, I thought I overate, you know? So I've always had kind of like a shitty relationship with calories and knowing what's too much, what's too little, blah, blah, blah. And here's the thing, we're all met metabolically screwed, right? None of our bodies in here respond the same way to calories. So before we get into like the specifics, I just want to preface this by saying, go into this with the mindset that just because just like nothing else really happens for us the way that it's supposed to calories really don't count the way that you would think that they do because it's not like we're just sitting there metabolizing everything the way your average person would be okay so let's see what you guys are saying here okay but after we explained how to do it it was much easier and by adding small things at first, I was worried it would make me count calories, even though it's in the opposite way. But I realized I didn't have to actually count if I was eating. I was hitting that. I just needed to eat. Yep. All right. Hold on. I have to blow my nose. So sorry. So get me out of this dusty ass house, <laughs> but this cold, dusty house, but all right. Yeah, exactly. You know, 1200 is easy to hit when you are, we're going to use the tools that we talked about before. I'm going to talk about in a little bit, but it's easy to hit when you really think like, Hey, if I just, if I eat, I'm, I'm like close, you know, closer, let's say, um, I had eaten so little for so long. I was afraid I would feel like I was stuffing my face. I immediately noticed a big difference. Mm-hmm. Honestly, for me, it was hard because when I'm stressed, I don't eat. And other times I binge eat like crazy. So it was hard getting more meals in. Yeah. Or like, how about even trusting ourselves, right? 
because we're always kind of like pissed off that we got to eat, you know, when we're trying to, to go about dieting and we're in that restriction mindset. I was spoiled, used to eating so little every day. Yeah. People at first are like, what? You're eating more? Except my mom and husband knew it made sense that the abdominal fat was survival mode for my vital organs when in starvation mode. Yep. Yeah. So a lot of different things here coming into play, right? So let's get into it. First, I want to talk about basically what your body is like when you don't eat either a lot in general or enough, I should say, in general, or when you eat your day's worth of stuff in one shot at the end of the day. Okay, so I'm gonna use the example of a factory. Think of a factory that, let, let's talk about those who only eat like once a day, they eat all their food in one shot. That used to be me. So I would not be hungry when I woke up. I would um, kind of just busy myself being stressed out and thinking that I was doing everything too slow. So I wouldn't even have a second to think that I could take a break. Like I would literally make myself feel as if I was so jam packed all the time that I just couldn't stop for a moment and eat. And it wasn't to avoid eating. It was just, I didn't have an appetite and you know, I was running on stress. And before you knew it, here comes 4 PM, 5 PM, 6 PM sometimes later. And that's when everything felt awful. Like, I don't even want to say I got hungry. It wasn't like a, oh, I think I could use, I think I'm a little bit famished. I think I could use some pasta. You know, it was more like, I can't speak to you right now because I feel like I'm going to like scream, pass out and puke at once. Everything is overwhelming. Get out of my fucking way. I, I don't want to eat anything in this fridge, but I need to eat everything in this fridge. Has anyone experienced that feeling? And the first appetizing thing that actually feels like it's gonna be comforting, the first thing you set your eyes on, it's like the Terminator eyes, right? And then it's like locks on, like target locks, <laughs> you know, on that thing, come hell or high water, whatever the hell it is, you're gonna eat it, right? At least for me. So when we're not eating a lot during the day and we're not feeling hunger, once we overload all ourselves later on that evening, let's say, or that afternoon, it's like, imagine a factory that only fulfills its entire day's, day's worth of orders in two hours that day. They're only allowed to produce for two hours out of the whole workday. I mean, it's going to be a, a, like a shit show, right? Like it, it's going to be crazy. There's going to be corners that are cut. Quality is going to go down everything. You're not going to get those numbers out. Like this is all obviously just a huge analogy, but it's still kind of the same thing. Your body, you're tasking your body with processing a day's worth of calories in a two hour window. Once your body has been through hell all day running on like fumes. Well, it's not going to be, it's not, it's not going to be the most efficient way. Now, the other hand, let's say you um, don't really eat much, like you eat little bits throughout the day, but all in all, your whole day's worth of eating does not amount to a lot. What happens then, and this is common too, even if you do, let's say you eat all your food in two hours, it might feel like you eat a lot, but if you look at the calories in the time that you are eating, it's still probably not a whole day's worth of calories in one shot, like unless the items themselves are very highly caloric. So when you don't eat a lot enough throughout the entire day, you end up, it's like going into power state. 
And you know how um, like backup generators, let's say a building has a backup generator, you know how not every room will turn on and some like it'll power the most vital rooms, but not the main, like not all the closets, not the every single bathroom, like all this stuff, or I mean, I hope all the bathrooms get the lights turned on. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's like when our body is not getting enough of a power source. And I'm gonna break down the whole survival mode thing that we've seen thrown around online, you know, the most confusing way for so long, but it's essentially like your most vital pro, um, systems need to be, need to have power. So your heart, your breathing, your brain, you know, the basics, the absolute survival basics is what gets all of the power because there's no real power there. There is zero, there's no calories. There's no power source. I am so sorry. Once again, with my nose, this will go easier for everyone. Okay, and we are back. So um, when this, when your, your most vital processes are being prioritized, things like metabolism, your reproductive hormones, um, your immune system, like all those other things kind of take a dive because there's just not enough, right? Your, uh, all, your hormonal uh, reactions to things are all over the place, right? Because what's controlling whatever, there's not, you know, not, you don't have everything operating on all cylinders. You are running on emergency backup. Cue the adrenaline and the cortisol, right? So if you are demanding that your body perform to a certain level and you have not given it enough power, it's going to think that this is an emergency, like I said, and it's going to summon this power somehow from your stress hormones, cortisol, and your emergency hormones, adrenaline. So I want you guys to realize too, with adrenaline, you ever trip, almost trip, or like almost fall over, and you have that, that few, those few seconds of like recoil where you feel kind of like fuzzy all over, like it's kind of like a, you know? Um, like when you catch yourself, that feeling that you feel is how fast adrenaline is released. Adrenaline is the reason you caught yourself and you didn't fall. Adrenaline makes you super perceptive, super sharp, so that you're able to protect yourself. It is literally in, to be used as a means of survival. So now if you have those cues happening all day because you are on edge, you have no power source, you have to get through the day, your body is really trying to push you to keep on going. That also, you know, adrenaline comes with other hormones like male hormones that screw up our reproductive hormones. So, you know, you could have adrenaline involved, uh, adrenal involvement. If you have Hashimoto's, you can have adrenal involvement. If you have PCOS, um, it's extremely common, you know, and a lot of it all stems from not eating enough, which is something how many of us have done for how long, you know, not all my clients have been battling um, you know, their weight, their whole lives, let's say. I have a lot of clients who were athletes who were, you know, uh, just worked out, had extreme dedication to physical activity that, that had a lot of clients with eating disorders. You know, I've talked about my own in the past. Um, it's kind of an inevitable when you grow up with this in a way in the society. And unfortunately it sucks, right? So 
all of this means that much time just straining your your system that going in that emergency mode everything I mean, imagine all that time with a wacky ass factory that's just got rooms doing whatever the hell they want or rooms shut down for however long they want it starts to make sense right what are your thoughts as you guys are hearing this what is it and if whether you've heard this from me before or it's the first time you're hearing it i want to i want to hear what y'all are thinking when someone comes in your lane while driving. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, and you like swerve and you catch yourself. That like immediate feeling, adrenaline. So what are, you, what are your thoughts hearing this example of the factory? How is it connecting with you guys? Those of you who have gotten this as a baby step, how does it make you feel hearing it explained in this manner? Does it give you a little bit more clarity or? Feel a little bit more reassuring. Yes, more clarity. Mm -hmm. Because then it's like easy to just say, do this, right? But like when we understand why, we understand the system behind it, the, it when it makes sense to us, it, it makes sense, <laughs> you know? It's, it's not just being obedient. You know, you follow the stupid soup diet, right? And the hope is that you're just gonna like lose weight. You're gonna feel great. You know, sunshine's gonna come from your ass, whatever the hell it is. But we blindly follow, like eat a banana once a day for a week, eat, drink milk only on this day. Like the diets we do, and myself included, it's like, we try them out because it's like, let's just see, you know? So when they don't work out, it's like, well, screw this. But when we understand the philosophy, behind something and it makes sense. We're going to we're going to be able to do it longer. We're going to take notice of it in a different manner. You know, it's it's more validating in my experience at least. I always feel like I'm on edge and the years of eating barely nothing did not help, but thinking about it in this way definitely clears it up and connects the links. Yeah, it is the first domino. That is why we're doing this as the first Zoom in this series is because when we get on that onboarding call with you, whether it's me, Sophie, you know, we end up seeing what your highest priority is for what needs to change first. What is going to be the big, the domino, you know, and the first thing we check for is this client eating enough calories every day. And I know we piss off a lot of people because you're expecting to be for me to tell you like also like change this about what you're doing or you know eat less of this and we don't because this is the first domino once this is down we can move on to the next but if you have it's like a cycle right because not eating enough causes more adrenaline and more adrenaline which I'm going to explain why kills the appetite and and then it just kind of feeds off itself but if you remember that example of don't be too busy drowning to catch the life vest that's being handed to you, it's kind of, a lot of it has to do with this cycle where it's like, you're just caught in this, like, I don't have the time to stop and think about eating because I'm so stressed, but I'm so stressed because I'm not eating enough, you know? So figuring out what that one little change has to be is that's why this is the first one. I understand the factory. How do you eat multiple times if you are in a setting where you can't eat multiple snacks? Well, it's just about reconfiguring it, right? Because you can eat before you go, you can eat afterwards, and then you can space out the time. Or, I mean, if you're going to be anywhere where it's like you got 10 hours, you know, like six hours, and you can't take a second 
to like nosh on something, there has to be some kind of strategy because it's like, you, you gotta be able, you know, but if it's like a four hour wait, eh, you know, it's fine. Um, if I was hungry, that would suck <laughs> waiting, but I get it. You know, I've worked in an office where my only break was at noon and I don't want to sit there be really necessarily snacking on stuff during the day. It wasn't that kind of environment. Um, now with masks being necessary, um, now, you know, especially teachers, nurses, you know, I have a lot of clients who are in jobs where it's not necessarily convenient at all, but that doesn't mean there's nowhere to plan around it. You know, there doesn't mean there isn't like a cheat somewhere or a hack somewhere. So specifically, um, let me see, scroll, Christy, text me because I want to troubleshoot that with you because I, I wonder if there is some kind of like little way we can figure it out. I mean, it doesn't have to be a lot. That's the other thing. It doesn't like, I'm going to talk about dosages and tokens, right? So we're just talking about calories. We're not talking about meals necessarily. Um, it's really hard to keep up with calories if we're thinking about it as having to be something we put together as this, you know, as this whole thing, as this whole meal, this clean meal, clean, you know, fed is best. So I believe in that, you know, in terms of easy snacks, you can just shove down your pie hole and get back in there. So text me, we'll try and figure it out. It makes me have reassurance, but when you brought up the people who were athletes, made me miss dancing so much. I think my body was just starting to show Hashimoto symptoms. The last year I danced in college in 2021, should hit the fan. I started not eating enough um, or holistically in college from just being on the go and the habit has kind of stayed. Yes, but it's not your fault, which I will explain. Um, okay. Before I move on to the more questions here, I'm gonna get to the next part because I think it'll help a lot. But hunger cues and our appetite are not only, you know, we're always questioning, am I really hungry? Am I just wanting to snack? Uh, throw that out the window, right? We gotta trust ourselves. If we're gonna try and listen to ourselves and fix, you know, hormonal imbalance, chronic illness, or just have a life we, we love, we very much have to trust ourselves. So the, if you're hungry, eat, it's just the what, right? But that hunger is caused by a few things. At first, it's the desire to eat, the idea to eat. That is not caused by anything other than ghrelin. That, that tinge, that hunger, the, the feeling like you need something or whatever. That is what we release to make us continue to eat. Now, when you ignore that for a while, it doesn't have the same response. And not only that, when your body is in emergency mode, stopping to eat is a distraction. Stopping and needing to eat, needing to get fuel, whatever, is considered a distraction. So your body will literally turn off your ability to get hungry until you are physically hungry. So before, when I was talking about that, like four to 6 p.m. would hit and I would be like, ugh, you know, um, well, that, that was basically like physical hunger. That's like survival hunger. Like, no, 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 you really need to eat because we're gonna have a problem now. Now, granted, some intermittent fasting people piss me off, um, like meaning like the, the people who are high up in that and they're like so obsessed with it because it's not right for, I'll reserve judgment if there's anyone in here who loves it. But um, I don't like intermittent fasting for a lot of reasons. And I think a lot of it is that it teaches you to ignore your hunger cues. It just, that's all it is. It gets easier because your hunger cues die. It's not that like, you know, it's this bliss that you're experiencing where your body is running optimally. It's literally starvation. 
you know, it's just, just creating a, a schedule to put it to. Um, so hunger cues are important. And when you start getting them back after you started eating more calories, it might feel scary, but again, this is where trusting ourselves comes in. You know, we're so busy trying to restrict ourselves into being good that we binge. It happens every single time. Even if you don't have an issue with binging consistently, how many in here can agree that after being overly restricted on a diet, the first thing you think about celebrating with is something to break that diet? It is human nature, right? So, um, crap, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. I didn't put that in my notes. That is gone. That is gone, guys. I will probably remember that midway into the next portion here. But, well, let me read these questions. Maybe it'll, it'll um, bring something back. Intermittent fasting. This is going to drive me nuts. Let's see here. I love how much you guys are talking. Keep it coming. I love it. Um, Quest loaded nachos have 19 grams of protein are really good on the run. I think they have 140 calories. Yeah. Love it. I, it freaks me out that you can like taste the lettuce on those bad boys. They're so good. Um, was I going to say something about dosages? Oh my God. They're driving me crazy. ADHD at the end of a long day, y'all. But I like to think that also adds to my charm. Yeah. Target has a ton of quest chips. They got the memo and they stocked up and I am all about it. Finally. Uh, it's like, I feel like I have to like buy shit on the black market to get like low carb or like high protein kind of things in the past. It's like only on websites, like that look like they were developed in 2002, like nutrition. So, um, I've been a teacher for five years. It's so hard to find time to eat when we barely have time to breathe. Michelle helped me understand to eat calorie-rich food with good fats and proteins at the start of the day. And then any opportunity I get, I take a dose of food. Yeah, it's, it's just little bits, little bits. It doesn't have to be a lot, you know, bites throughout the day. If you remember how I suggested to hit enough water each day, just take sips throughout the day because it's, it's all about what we are paying attention to and what we are harping on, right? Oh, trusting ourselves, trusting ourselves, okay. So we do things like IF and all that stuff. We start to break away from this trust of ourselves that if we ever give ourselves food freedom, that that means off the deep end. How many of you guys think that if you had food freedom, that that would mean that's it, you'd gain so much weight, it would be, you know, game over. That lack of confidence in ourselves and trust in ourselves in that way sets us up for those binges. It sets us up to be sucked into diet cyclical mindset, right? The idea is, is not to, to do that. <laughs> the idea is to just kind of, you now granted with health issues like ours, we have to tweak certain things. And, you know, once you get your staples down, depending on where you're at in the program, once we find the things you like that meet your baby steps, once you, it fits your, your schedule, once you get hunger cues back and it, you know, it kind of becomes a, just a normal process. But when we sit there and you know we 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 over scrutinize and over systemize things to such a degree, it's not real, it's not authentic, and that's the problem. Okay, so whew, that was a journey. Okay, all right, this part's important to talk about: weight gain. You may gain weight 
when you go from eating very few calories a day to eating a lot of calories a day or enough calories a day. You don't, you know, we're not, we don't have a metabolism that is adequately working. And you're, you're absolutely correct that to fear that if my, my shitty, you know, metabolism isn't me, isn't putting through what I little I am eating, then adding more, how is that going to help? Well, it's, it's a work in progress, right? We work on eating little bits throughout the day, you know, bites. It doesn't have to be all day long. It can be just, you know, not more than once. Um, you know, we work on the what. Once the calories are down pat, once you are eating, once you're used to eating more, that's when we can get in there and we can tweak what those calories are made of. But we can't do that. Or rather, if we did that before checking on the calories, it would be for nothing. So it's chicken or the egg territory here. And calories is always, you know, the, the weight gain, as long as we can get to consistently having those, high, those calories over there and you're working with your coach and you guys are like, let's do another baby step. The next baby step will go and kind of chisel away, you know, the next layer um, of the marble, so to speak, you know, it's going to, we're going to chisel in more detail in, in your baby steps. But at first, this is the first block because what the hell's the point if nothing's going to get metabolized. Uh, <clears throat> now that's an emotional topic. That is such a nuanced, deep topic. And it's why mindset is such a big part of this program. It's why I say, make sure your call, your calls are booked. Your text sessions are booked. If that's what you're doing, you know, make sure you're reaching out to us. Even if you're just sending us an emoji because you're sitting there and you're feeling down on yourself about something and we start the conversation and come to it and help you. That's okay. You have support here to figure out stuff that is kind of uncharted territory. No matter how many other things that you've tried, I don't think anyone has ever told you guys, you know, text me if you're struggling eating, you know, enough calories today. So results we've never gone before, maybe method we never tried before, you know, but make sure you stay in contact with us so we can, we can knock down this first domino. Um, now, before we were talking, might've seen some people say dosages. I said tokens. Um, there's a good recording from the international Zoom that I did um, called tokens, collecting tokens. That I would definitely give that a listen. Um, that explains, gonna explain this a lot more thoroughly, but remember your hunger cues are affected potentially. And stress adds to that. Don't think of your food as anything other than diagnostic right? Like this is, this is just a method that you're using to take care of your health. When you want to eat, when you get to the point where you're feeling excited by food, you're not overwhelmed by it. You're feeling hungry. You're feeling confident. Well, then you can go and have fun with it more. Right. But right now you're just trying to kind of fix all the stuff that's making it harder for you to do that. So in the meantime, you got to think about it in a way where it's kind of like treatment. And instead of viewing your calories as food, even if you know you need to eat during the day and you just have no desire to whatsoever, think of something that packs a good calorie punch, like Brazil nuts, two Brazil nuts, 100 calories, Pe uh, pepperoni, pepperoni, enough said, I don't know how much, but you know, it's not exactly egg whites. So, um, you know, what are some other ones? Avocado is a great one. Anything with olive oil, um, you know, even if you're just doing a chopped up tomato with some olive oil and some salt, my, my Mediterranean roots, I miss it. Um, you know, but regardless, it, it doesn't have to be the whole thing. 
not COVID, spit down the wrong pipe, hold on. Can I just say I've particularly enjoyed <clears throat> this strain of COVID mimicking anything that could be happening while living in this environment or generally doing this every day? <laughs> every day I'm like, is it? No, actually, this is just me. Um, so think of it as tokens, collecting tokens. You are collecting tokens every day, whether you're eating a piece of cheese out of the fridge because you're walking by it, whether you are um, putting heavy cream in your decaf coffee that day or your tea, whether you are um, putting coconut cream, not the one from the can. So it's a little, a little bit more calorie dense. Um, I'm trying to think of some other cold cuts, you know, deli meat, stuff like that, whatever it is, leave out little things you can grab and take bites of, you know, have it in your fridge, not in the wrapper, in the deli thing. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I get it. Sometimes it's, if you have no appetite and you're busy, even taking a second to take the damn meat out of the fridge and take it out of the package and roll it up and eat it is too much, right? Pre-roll your friggin' cold cuts. Keep them in a, a sandwich bag in there all together. So there's literally like you open the bag and take one out, eat it and like keep on running, whatever. You eat it on the way out the door, you know? But my point is just kind of think to yourself, where can I get it wherever I can? Try to eat, like I was, like Evie was saying before, try to eat something that is calorie dense uh, or naturally fat dense. And, you know, the rest of the day, just try to get it where you can. That is still going to get you closer to where you want to be. Um, and then in your other meals that day, let's say you had a low calorie day and it's dinner time and you're recognizing that, you know, you think back. I always like to use dinner as my, like, think back on the day in terms of food because I would forget to do it every single day, like when are you going to each meal, you know? So I like to do, do a kind of a self-reflection at dinner time and be like, did I eat, a, did I eat enough today? And if I'm looking back and it's still something I have to manage, right? If I'm looking back and I'm like, you know, today I just kind of got swept up with everything and I did it. Well, then I'll step it up a bit. You know, I'll have a cup of tea after dinner with heavy cream in it, or I'll put um, some extra you know, I'll, I'll get something with red meat instead of uh, white meat because it has more fat and more calories in it. I will, you know, try to, it doesn't have to be a lot more food. Just pack the things you are eating. Try to get the most bang for your buck. Lastly here, remember that it is very easy to be high carb and low calorie. High carb and low calorie. The problem with that is it's all, it all gets stored and it screws up our insulin levels and it can lead us right in to insulin resistance or make insulin resistance very hard to get out of. So the, remember that something that could be high carb does not necessarily mean it is high calorie. Now in the next baby step zoom next week, we're going to dive into carbs. So I'm going to, I'm going to teach you guys about you know, why carbs are not the enemy and how to kind of, how, to, how I would go about suggesting this as a baby step if we needed to look and now tweak and kind of cut back on carbs, the way in which we approach it, all right? So that's gonna be next week, but going forward, if you wanna try and, you know, take this and kind of start thinking about it, just pay attention to the types of carbs that you're eating. Is it just, a, is it wasted calories really? Like, is it, or, or you know, do you feel like, no, this is, you know, 
good for what I don't expect you to have anything actually to figure from it. Just pay attention to the carbs that you eat versus the calories that they have. And I think you'd be shocked. All right. So we don't want to see any big questions here. I love it. All the shit talking on diets and these comments is great. Um, okay, so I noticed something really weird. Sophie has this my baby step and I'm so happy she did because I didn't honestly think it would affect my temperature. I usually run way too low and it made it back to 97.4, usually 93 to 95, which isn't good. And just adding more food helped me with that and not having mood swings as much. Yes, yes, you got your, all, all systems are running again. So that's amazing. I, <clears throat> I don't know if all systems are running. It's a very dramatic statement, but you get what I mean? Like you could feel that like, it feels like the gears are turning, you know, and, and seeing that tangible difference is huge. And I'm sure it feels a lot better too. So let's see, heavy cream and tea. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Nut meat. <laughs> That's something for hubby to walk into, right? Me saying the phrase nut meat. Um, I made the nut meat part of this recipe and, and fridge it and add it to everything. Ooh, can you text me that separately, Kat? That would be great. He, he's not even asked questions. He said, don't just. So, okay, let's get Mo up here. Where are you at? Um, there we go. Hi, hold on. Hi. <laughs> In myself. Okay, yay, I'm so excited. So, Mo and I have been working together for a while. Um, I know we met on Facebook and a support group when I was pursuing my scleroderma and my RA diagnosis, you know, there were a lot of different things floating around. I had lesions on one of my MRIs, I think it was my spine. So as I was waiting for follow-ups and for brain MRIs and everything like that, um, I joined MS group to kind of learn more about it. And I, I joined a millennials with MS group um, and met lovely Mo. And here we are. And you're one of my clients who um, doesn't have outright, like I know now we're kind of trying to see how hormones play into it, but I know us working together, it wasn't like PCOS Hashimoto's off the bat, right? It was a little bit, a little bit unique, our situation. So tell us a little bit about, before I ask you like the basic questions, um, what were your thoughts? Like now knowing I, I primi primarily talk about PCOS and Hashimoto's stuff, what were your thoughts coming into this? Okay. So honestly, like at first I wasn't sure. Cause like you said, we've been friends on Facebook for a really long time. Like, like, mm -hmm. I feel like it's been like six years or something. Mm -hmm. Um, so at first, like I took a really long time to apply that. Cause I, I thought there's no way, like, I don't have PCOS. I don't have Hashimoto's like I have MS, like this is not even the same thing. Um, but then through our, our talks, like when I finally decided, I think it took, actually, I think like what made me really decide to apply was, um, I don't know, you just talked about a lot of things that like weren't necessarily only about PCOS and Hashimoto's. And I was like, like even just seeing your posts, I was like, okay, so she's talking about eating disorders and she's talking about like trauma and like all these things that I didn't even really relate to it which now it seems like you know second nature but but back then I didn't really know so I just kind of like applied for the fun of it I guess like to see if I would get in 
Um, and I was in like kind of a desperate mode at that time. So I was like really hoping she would accept me. So I'm glad you did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I love it. And it's hard because, um, you know, at first when I started chronic confidence, I would put up a lot of like generic chronic illness posts. Um, those of you, you know, my background, I started out, I was like, what, probably about six, seven years ago, I was selling uh, supplements and stuff online. I had fallen into an MLM and I never really did well with the whole, like my teams never exploded, right? Because I didn't push people. I wasn't like, you know, make sure you hustle for me. And because my success with selling the product came with the coaching I offered. Yeah, my clients were successful because I was coaching them like this, you know? So I one day realized I was like, screw the product, screw this whole business format. I just want to work with people. That's what my favorite part has been of this. And at first I wanted to cater to just the chronic illness community. Like I wanted to be supportive of that community, you know, and everything like that. And the hard part is my business coach taught me that you have to kind of like, you have to be specific. You have to niche down because when you speak very specifically to a smaller group of people, you stand out to them versus kind of blending in with a lot of the same. So I get excited when I get a client, like I love you guys with PCOS and Hashimoto's, don't get me wrong, but I get really excited when I get a client that has another form of chronic illness um, it's not the weirdest thing to say, <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> but I get excited by that because it gives the opportunity to make an impact. And I know that a lot of the things we talk about in CCA affects inflammation, chronic illness, the mindset of it, the confidence of it, it's still all very relative. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited that you applied and that we're here, but it is rare that I get <laughs> clients that, you know, outside of the PCOS and Hashimoto's world. So welcome. Now, you were saying when we started, you were at kind of like a desperate place. How were you, what were you feeling mentally, physically at that time? Oh God, how much time do we have? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. First of all, let me just start with the physical stuff because that's probably easier. <laughs> um, I was just like, fatigue was the worst. Like, I can't even imagine like being that fatigued now because and like, listen, I already knew like, cause I have an MS and I was given a, a long, like the elimination diet, um, and you know, sugar, gluten, all that stuff was on there. So I was already trying to be gluten-free and stuff, but it just wasn't working out because I am obsessed with beer because I'm from Chicago. So, uh, it physically, I was just in pain all the time. I was fatigued like crazy like I was probably knocking out from fatigue like at least every day um and then when we get into the mental side of things uh when I started with you I went through the most traumatic breakup I've ever been through and that's including like my abusive husband dying <laughs> like it yeah. it was the worst breakup of my life um and I just like was not, I don't know. I, I just, it was terrible. It was traumatic. Yeah. It was, um, I hated myself. I was not eating at all ever because all I could do was think about it over and over and over. As we know now, I probably have OCD, but like, <laughs> I, just, I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. It was just like, it took over my entire life. And so when I first started with you, I honestly didn't even think like, we would last or I would last long. <laughs> like I really didn't think that 
this would actually come to like two years later, like I'd still be here, like no way. Um, so at the time it just like really felt good to have someone to talk to. And that was like kind of the biggest thing that made me sort of kind of start working with it more, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I remember one of our first baby steps. Remember, like we broke down the calorie step even further where I was like, can you get strawberries to eat? <laughs> you know, like in the in the morning, like can you get a plate of strawberries when you go to the bathroom in the morning, just grab it, bring it back to bed with you, keep it next to you and every so often just eat one. Cause it was like the most palatable thing for you at that time. Um, you come a long way for sure. So I love that. Um, what was the biggest shock about CCA? I think initially it was the day that you told me we're not doing carbs with you or you're I'm doing gluten-free with you and I'm like wait hold on I'm like is it your whole thing about like low carb you know like I was like I I was just doing what I was seeing other people talk about on the page and I wasn't actually like like the biggest surprise I guess is that like the you're not kidding when you say this is a baby step like there's not hidden baby steps anywhere. Like this is what we're doing. That's it. There's only one. Okay. That's what we're doing. That's it. So I guess in all the biggest, uh, the biggest surprise was just like, we're not all doing this the same way. Like everybody's individual and we all have different things. And when you tell me a baby step, that's it. There's, there's yeah. no, there's nothing else. I love it. Yeah. We've, I've been, uh, I talked to my team recently and saying how we want to start calling this a service instead of a program because it's so different there's no program like there's no syllabus there's no outline that everyone follows you know these baby steps throughout these next few weeks as I'm doing this series um you might feel like you might receive these baby steps in different order past this first one of course or let's say if calories wasn't a thing for us to do at first, you might have gotten a different baby step. The order for everyone is different. How long, how long it takes everybody to reach one baby step to the next, it's different, you know? So it really is just about kind of working with where, how, how it is for you to make these changes so that, you know, it's not slower, it's more thorough. Um, so I love that. What do you think has changed about your perspective the most since being in CCA? Um, probably, well, okay. <laughs> like I said, when I first started, I thought like, there's no way this is going to continue for that long. Um, I was like, I'm going to get through the program and it'll be fine. <laughs> and to be honest, like old eating disorder, uh, things were in my head. Like it, it really was. I know you said like you chose me because I didn't want to lose weight, but it's like, really, I, come on, I did. Um, <laughs> So like, I think that's the biggest thing is um, like understanding that, like, like you said, like uh, calling it a service instead of a program, because like when it's called a program, it kind of puts you in that, like, okay, I'm doing this. Like I'm doing this, like it's not a diet, but it's like, I'm doing something with the goal to lose weight. And that's like our only goal. And um now, honestly, I use it as therapy. <laughs> like you're literally, I, I talk about you with my therapist. I'm like, she's my second therapist. So I love it. I'm so <laughs> flattered. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is therapy. Therapy comes in a lot of forms, right? Like things can be therapeutic in a lot of different ways. And you guys know, I'm like, um, I love, I love mental health 
practitioners. I'm a big advocate. Get in therapy in conjunction with this if it's available to you, which it should be to everybody. That's a whole other talk. Um, but yeah, you know, having that that time that is unique to you and your struggles, like that is this whole program has been what did what did I want when I was struggling like this? And that's it. Is I just wanted someone to be like, no, you're not a dirtbag because you can't like you, you know, you had some cat catastrophic thing that happened to you last weekend and with chronic illness, you can't somehow figure out your carbs. Like what? You know, um, it's literally all I wanted. And I probably would have done a lot better, a lot easier. I mean, a lot sooner. So that's what, you know, it has to be unique. It's not all about one goal for everybody because everybody's coming into this with different hangups, problems, wants, things like that. Um, how do you keep, how do you make it fun still? You know, like I, when it comes to food or when it comes to like staying on top of, you know, making sure you're on the Zooms or the calls or whatever, how does CCA still feel like fun for you? Okay, so I grew up, I love cooking. I love baking. And I grew up with my mom making homemade bread my entire life. I knew you were going to say I, this story. I wake <laughs> up, I would wake up to the smell of yeast. And that's just like the best part of my childhood. The rest of it was traumatic, but that was great. <laughs> it was great bread. The, yeast, <laughs> yes, the bread was great. And so the fact that I can do that again is really cool. And I always loved learning new recipes, like looking one up and like trying something. Um, and it always made me feel like so good when it turned out well. And so I'm getting that feeling back because for the longest time, there was no, there's no way I was going to cook. Like, are you kidding me? The kitchen's dirty. Like I'm tired. I'm sleeping all day. I'm in pain. If I even stand up for five minutes, my feet are going to hurt as if I worked a nine hour shift. And so the fact that I can do it again and yeah, my feet still hurt, but like, you know, you kind of modify things like, and so, yeah just that I can do that again is really cool because I missed it and I'm really sorry for bringing this up because I know you can't cook right now but that's okay I live vicariously through you guys I, I, I thought you were going to bring up the stuffing like the loaves oh. of bread you had to make for the damn stuffing I'm so mad about that too because my mom didn't even end up using all three of the gallon bags that I made well no wait did you end up finding story. them or they end up getting tossed. No, no, my dad threw them out, but he didn't remember. He's like, oh, I, I don't know where they went. I don't know who threw them out. I'm like, that's your house. Like, you did it. <laughs> I, I swear so to I God, had my to father's the same way. He, like, runs through the house cleaning. Like, he would get into the cleaning fits, like, like a mood to clean. And it would just be like, if it's nothing he put down, it's getting thrown out. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. I feel that. Um, and then, lastly, best tip. What's your best tip for people who are okay. newly in this or kind of just trying to figure out anything or whatever? What's your best tip? Okay, so I wrote this one down because I don't want to mess it up. Nice. <laughs> um, okay, so basically just like relax, dude. Like <laughs> take it easy, man. So the biggest thing I think is like um, take it slowly and unlearn that toxic shit, man. I'm sorry if there's kids around, but uh yeah, just like we've been fed this diet culture our entire lives. And it's like, logically, we know that it's toxic. Logically, we know it's not good for us, but we still do it because we want things to be a certain way. Like 
for example, I've never been happy with my body. Even when I was skinny, I was trying to get thicker when I was skinny. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was just never enough. Like it was always like, either I need to gain weight or I need to lose weight. It was never like, I'm cool. So I think the biggest thing is like unlearning that kind of stuff. Um, But also this is the more important one, I think. Oh yeah. I actually posted about this the other day. That's the one I asked you about. You got to stop, like people need to stop telling us to eat healthy. And um, I think we need to stop telling ourselves that just because we're doing something like this doesn't mean we always need to eat healthy. Like we're trying to reduce inflammation. We're trying to make our bodies feel better. And if weight comes off with that, that's awesome. That's an added bonus, but that's not, we're not trying to fit into a bathing suit because guess what? You can fit into a bathing suit. The bathing suit can fit on your body. Like you can, it might be a bigger size, but you literally can wear a bathing suit whenever you want. So Mm -hmm. the goal, the goal shouldn't be like, I think that's when we get like really anxious about it is when we start. uh, And like I was saying with the baby steps earlier, like I was putting too many things in my head and you never told me any of those things. I was just (laughs) making up, I was making up baby steps. So the biggest thing is like, relax, unlearn the toxic bullshit, unlearn the toxic positivity too, by the way. Um, And yeah, we don't have to eat healthy all the time. Just something that makes us feel better. It can be a cheeseburger, just modify it a little bit, but it doesn't, we don't have to sit there and eat like, like all vegetables all day and like clean meats and like, you know, like that's stupid. (laughs) Yeah. It's just a way to make people, I think, feel bad. But it's like, I always say like that if you, if you eat something like, if you eat something that isn't clean, right, that's not the thing that did you in. <laughs> so, you know, worrying about eating clean all the time, like, yeah, okay. It could be, you could be conscious of the quality of the ingredients you're eating. But that's a whole other thing. Clean has now become its whole own label. You know, um, how many, how much technically unclean stuff you find for $12 at Whole Foods with a really natural looking label on it, you know? So it's like, what even is healthy? What even is clean? We don't even friggin' know anymore. It's so convoluted. So at the end of the day, it's not worth the stress of trying to keep this perfect way of eating going. As long as you're just suiting your own baby steps, your own hormones, your own inflammation, it's like, what even is healthy? Are we growing it ourselves out back? Because that would be the healthiest. And it's just not realistic, you know? So it's like, it's, it's a hard standard to try and follow all the time when there's so much else. So love it. Thank you so much for talking, for being a spotlight, for being a fabulous client. I, I, this is so fun. I love doing this. Um, we are going to be back next week. Um, my birthday, you guys are all going to spend, you're going to have my birthday with me and I got to like have like a hat or something fun, but besides the point, um, we're going to have a KGG Zoom. So those who are in KGG in the secondary program, um, we're going to be having a real estate investment and contracting expert, Jennifer Romero, um, on talking to you guys. I hear, I know it's random, but I hear about this, whether you guys are in the process, planning to be in the process or whatever, as a source of stress and kind of the unknown. Um, so I figured she was helping me. She's doing such a great job explaining things with all this shit show that I was just straight up like, I know it's random, but you want to talk to my hormonal clients, you know, um, and she was so down to do it. So we're going to have our, um, our guest zoom next week, KGG. Um, anybody who's not in KGG, shoot me a text. You can pay to watch along or, um, the recording will be given out to everybody. Only those in KGG or those who prepay for the event will be able to ask 
questions on the Q&A. So let me know. Um, but otherwise, you know, if you guys have any questions from this, if you want a game plan that's inspired you, you know, I love feedback. Um, definitely, you know, reach out and, and let me know what you think. We'll work out. We'll work it out. All right. So good night, everyone. Sleep tight. I'll talk to you soon.